With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 14th of January, 2019. It is Monday, the start of a week. We are going to get a ton of rain in Southern California, in the Los Angeles area for sure, but in California, period, for the next four days. It was supposed to start at like 5 o'clock this morning, and it looks like it might be a little later, so if anyone needs to... Get anything done. Um, I went shopping yesterday just in case we get stuck in our area like we did when we had the fires. So it's just, you know, it's just the way it is. But today we are revisiting this topic because Eric Hillis had a question on a Friday about the meek. And, you know, it's, it's a huge topic of perspective of what we believed or thought of as the meek and what Christ said to me about the meek and just the word meek in itself just when you say it the energy behind it is okay what does that mean is there a hard energy behind it a strong is there a propelling propelling energy behind it And when I I thought, you know, let me look it up and find all the different definitions because it goes from, you know, anything are blessed are the peacemakers, you know, they're the gentle, they're the soft. And then there's others that are like long suffering, forbearing, resigned. I, I used to call her Miss Mouse because she was so meek and mild and you know, quiet, gentle, and easily imposed on, being submissive, all these terms to what did Christ say exactly, word for word, about the meek. And he said, the meek are those that think with their mind, not their souls. And that sums it up in one sentence. But we need to talk about this because I get asked, it a lot and Eric asked it so well and he said hi again Nadia thanks for taking my question on Friday it looks like quite a discussion has been generated over this I need to ask for further clarification because I don't feel like my question was fully answered my question is about the quality of meekness being quiet submissive and gentle, and how does lying and deceiving and saying whatever you can to get whatever you want so that you can get all the things you want on this earth? Is there something about being meek that is related to those qualities of lying and getting what you want? I haven't been able to connect these dots in my own head. Unless you meant to say that everyone who is meek is just pretending to be meek for their own benefit, is that what you meant? actually know to answer that question. 
again, thanks for any help you can give to further understand this. We don't just get what we want because we lie. A lot of people get what they desire when they're telling the truth, too. But the meek, thinking with their mind and not their soul, they're not doing, and I want to say this is going to sound weird to say, but it just came to my head, eternal decision-making. When we make a decision that works best for everyone around us, we can see a bigger picture. We can see that we've made up our mind. We used our soul and thinking. We made plans to make sure that it wasn't just us getting what we wanted, but we didn't sacrifice somebody else, either their time, their money. There was no usury to get what we wanted. The meek, when they say the meek shall inherit the earth, who wants to inherit the earth? Nobody is staying here. Nobody has. And as far as everything I've seen with Christ, nobody is going to stay on earth. We come here for a very short time, and if you think of it from even a shorter time, it's like a blink of an eye, maybe even less in time. When you go back, it was like this was all blown up and opened up, and then it just closes up. You go back, you take a look at what has happened. That whole thing about there's no time at home, there is actually no time at home. The only reason why we have time and so that we have memories that we can draw from, work from, heal from, and grow with. When we think of the meek as gentle and submissive, it, it could be that we are also the tags in the wheel. You know, like, oh, well, I'll just do whatever I'm told to do, and I'll be nice, and I'll be compliant, and I'll be like a mouse, and I'll just listen to what everyone tells me as you say in there, then the being that quiet, gentle, and submissive, I'm not using my soul. I shut it down and I'm just kind of going along with the program, whatever the program is. Using our soul in a world that does not encourage it, but in a different way dares it to come out like, Wow, they overcame all those obstacles. They actually did what they wanted. And we all gravitate to them. We all look at them. We all want to know who they are. We all want to know how they did it. Because it's rare barriers of listening to ourselves from just going along as a cogs in the wheel. A great example of this is at the time in history that I saw Christ, we were all just cogs in the wheel. We didn't even know it. Do this, get a job like this, treat your kids like this, educate them like this, eat this, do that. And we were doing it all. And honestly, when I saw Christ, I didn't know what the heck he was talking about, bridge people's souls back to them. I was happy. It's fine. 
And I thought I was fighting for my soul by, you know, not being in the marriage where I was being put down, put down, put down to the point where I couldn't even believe that anybody could love me because I had to shut a part of me down to go on. I felt like that, you know, submissive, patient, blessed are the meek, even though I've never read the Bible, never read the Quran and or any other religious book completely. I've read parts of them when I took a class called uh, World Religions. But every time I would read, I felt like something was missing in me, something I wanted answered, kind of the way Eric is asking here. It doesn't mean we have to lie to get what we want and that the meek are bad. People who are going to lie are going to lie and people who aren't, aren't. But being meek is a different personality trait. Being meek is, again, and I have to keep saying it over and over again, it's using your mind above your soul. What does that mean? In our minds, our ego can interfere with what goes on in there. Oh, just do this, which is why we may lie and we may justify it. Well, we can't tell them the truth. If they knew the truth, it would hurt their feelings. And, you know, we may find good reasons not to tell them the truth. Or if they really knew who I was, nobody would love me. You know, all these quiet, submissive ways of thinking, not showing who you are, not being able to accept who you are enough to show who you are. You know, there's a lot that goes in that long-suffering, patient, resigned feelings. You know, one day someone cracks and you're like, oh, my God, who knew that this person was doing all those things? I mean, I knew there was something off, but wow. But who wants to inherit the earth? The meek shall inherit the earth. I don't want to inherit the earth. I do want to go back to where I came from. Me being here now, to me, I know it's temporary. I know I'm going to die one day. And okay. So is everybody else. So in my soul, when you start to hear your soul, when people started to wake up, they found it hard to be submissive and suffer for long periods of time and look at it as a good thing. Found it hard. And yet they didn't know where to fit into life once we started waking up. Like, oh, my God, I have all these feelings, and, oh, I don't have to do this this way. I won't be tired all the time. I won't be, you know, worried all the time about bills and all of that. I remember distinctively thinking in the days and months before I saw Christ. I go, isn't that weird that I get up and I go to work and I make all this money And then I come home, and I take all the money they give me, and I give it to everybody else, and I have nothing left for me. And sometimes I don't even make enough to pay the stuff that I have to pay. So why why doesn't my job pay me enough money 
to take care of the things I need to in my life. And I was making more than the average Joe by myself. And I had two kids, but I had to pay for after-school care to work. I had to pay for whatever their school needed through my work, after-tax dollars. And then I had to use credit cards to cover the, the gap. Somehow it was a double, juggling act I did. And then one day, one day, um, through my marriage, there was a piece of land that wasn't sold yet. And that piece of land got sold. And once I had the money, I paid off all my cards. Because I wasn't able to sleep at night feeling like I had this debt. Debt has always bothered me because my parents were all about no debt, time. And if you have a dream or your soul starts talking or pushing you, and one of the things you can't do is make ends meet financially, you have to take bigger chances. And when we are resigned, or we're used to long-suffering, the forbearing feelings, meekness, we say, well, you know, that's just the way things are. We're all suffering. We'll all be okay. As long as, you know, we get what we want right now, you know, don't rock the boat. Because our ego tells us we are limited in our capacities. Only using our mind by Christ's definition and our soul isn't involved, we will accept a lot of things that we have to bury our soul to do. Not even big stuff. Even the lying, the lying that we may tell ourselves, well, you know, I can't do that because fill in the blank. But God's like, hey, wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's a misrepresentation here. There was something that Christ said in the beginning, things we were taught in error, error that we've been taught, that we started to accept certain stories that aren't true, that have gone down from generation to generation. They didn't make sense to us, but we accepted them because everyone said, but it's true. And because that didn't make sense to us and we accepted it, whether it's advertising, certain religions, certain beliefs that just don't make sense. You know, you can't dance, you can. You can't eat pork, you can. You can't, you know, do this, you can. And, and, and you know, Christ died this way, and then other people say, well, he died that way. Well, we can't prove this. And, you know, people are just all over the map, which is why religion is so loaded. There really is only one God and each person possesses a soul whether we bury it or not it's there and we know it and when we don't address our soul just to be a cog in the wheel of life we complain a lot because our ego abandons us it's our best friend when we think we want an answer that we don't have to dig too deep for. And then it abandons us. We need to pull off whatever it is we're trying to do to the end. 
when I was watching all of those tapes of people who've committed really heinous crimes and would sit there and give all these details, irrelevant details, around these big questions they're asking them, like, did you kill your wife? Well, I was putting this in my car and that in my car and this in my car, you know, and just go on and on and on with this just plate. And then when they tell them, but we just found out you actually did kill your family. Oh, okay. That simple? Well, you killed your wife. Yeah, okay. Well, you didn't pass the polygraph. Okay. (laughs) As though there's no change. In reaction, that's when I was talking about the lie. Did the person get what they want after they killed? No. They wanted nobody to know who they killed because they were thinking with their mind and not their soul. If they were thinking with their soul, they'd think, how can I take another soul? How can I do that to somebody? How can I live with myself afterwards? But the ego in the mind will say, hey, you know what? If you just get them out of the way, you'll get exactly what you want. Nobody will ever know if you just hide the body. Well, that's not true. There's people who care about those people. There's people who want to know what happened. They're not going to let you get away with that. Nobody gets to get away. Why do you think it is so hard to dispose of a body? Why do you think we don't dis- disappear into thin air? Or even in fire, our teeth, you know, I mean, there's all these ways to catch people, but their mind will convince them that they're above the rest. They can do whatever they want. And watching these things, even people with missing children where the child was in their care, and now the child is missing, hurt, or gone, who either have not been caught for years and maybe and died not being caught, And watching their interviews of how they spoke and thinking of how I would feel if anything ever happened to the people in my family and my cousins and my, you know, and and even extended that I may not see very much that live in a different state or country. Looking at how I would feel because I'm reaching from my soul. I know that the significance of their life is significant. But being submissive to our mind and not our soul is what Christ was talking about. So to go back, is there something about being meek that is related to these other qualities of lying or getting what you want? Thinking we're getting what we want. Because we ultimately don't get what we want if we're not working from our soul. Why? This this definition alone of the meek. The meek are those who think with their mind and not their souls. It's on page 549 in Origins of Truth. One sentence under the meek. Getting what we want is probably one of the worst statements we could ever try to live by. Because what we want can change and change and change, never changes. If you fight for 
and I and I have to say fight for your truth because it's not others you have to fight, it's you. You have to fight yourself to represent yourself accurately. This is what I would like to do. How can I do it? Is different than wanting. Wanting keeps you wanting. I want this, then you get it. Then you want that, then you get it. Then you want, and that's just the wants keep changing. Anyone who is meek is just pretending to be meek. No one can pretend. It's your operating system. Who are you listening to? Because sometimes, you know, it's a combination of our soul and our mind. You know, our soul says, you know, you got to do it right. You got to take the time. You got to follow the steps. And our minds might say, oh, skip step two and three. You already know what you're doing. You don't need that. You do need that. Life is about a process. This is the year of progression. It's not just the year of progression on the new year. It's the year of progression all year long. That's what the energy is doing in this time. We are progressing. We're taking what we've learned and we're using our knowledge. I don't know anyone who wants to be long-suffering and forbearing and resigned or submissive or easily imposed on. And, and that's looked at as quiet and gentle and good. I wouldn't want to be anyone who wants to inherit the earth. Because there's nothing on earth I'm going to take with me. At the end of the day, whatever I've accumulated, whatever I've done, whatever I have, whatever books I've read that are in my library, someone is going to take one day and say, well, those were hers. These mean nothing to me. Let me give them away. Those were her clothes. Let me give those away. Maybe someone in that size might use them one day. There'll be very few things that anyone will keep of my possessions that I needed while I was just living here. But when my soul goes, my own body isn't going to go with me, let alone anything I have. So I don't want to inherit the earth. I want to do well while I'm here. I want to enjoy my life while I'm here. But what does doing well mean? Well, I want to acknowledge and find a way to enjoy life. Being meek isn't what we get back for being meek, to answer that question. It's not for our own benefit. That isn't what I meant. It just means that we're listening. Our operating system is not the strongest operating system we can choose to live by. Harder is to hear and listen to our souls. It's a very interesting topic. And Liam writes in the chat, the meat can be good, but they can never be truly of truth because it's the mind over heart you are dealing with. Just because a soul excludes Thinking doesn't mean they are bad, but the exchange, energy exchange with the meek is stunted because it's all mind, thusly negative, however it appears. It's that that's great. That's true. When, when Christ first mentioned the meek, because I didn't read anything about the meek before, and all I knew was that, quote, the meek shall inherit the earth, I never thought about what I would inherit if I died or when I died or what I was looking for, or what if I, 
whether or not I was thinking out of my soul or my mind. But then I really thought about my mind and how I can talk myself into doing something that wasn't in my best interest. They've shown me little snapshots of what things could be, little pictures, stations, like, well, then you could have this and you could do that. I remember when I was in college and Somehow, I got really tired in my junior year of college. It was like the middle of my junior year, and I was working, and I was paying for my own school because I wanted to. I didn't want my parents to do it, and I didn't want anyone to take my school away from me and force me to get married before I was done, and all these factors came into play, and I got tired, and I I really enjoyed my job, and I just didn't want to do homework anymore, and and in my mind, I was like, wow, I'll be free of school, and I'll be this and I'll be that, even though in my mind it was really important for me to go ahead and get my degree. I really, really wanted to do that. So what happened was I was listening to my mind telling me how free I'd be. I can just go to sleep without worrying, wake up without worrying, not have to sit through classes, and they were boring to me. and All this stuff was going on in my mind, and I quit. I quit school. And I thought, wow, this is great. Sitting along, I'm making money. I just bought a car. Pretty short-sighted, but I did it. And then one day, I'm at work. It's in June. At the time, people graduated in June. Now it's anywhere from May to, to July, but it was in June at the time. And this lady walks in, girl, my age. And she comes in and she asks me to help her find a suit for her graduation. And she struck a chord in me because I didn't graduate. And I would have been done by then, my initial feelings of wanting to graduate from college. All of a sudden, everything I got, the car and this and that, looked like it can just come and go that it can just come and go. And I thought, but if I get my degree, no matter where I go, I have that. Wow, how did I convince myself? How? How did I do that? Graduated. I went back and re-signed up to go back to school and to finish. And just myself, signing up, you would have thought I did graduate because I was so happy, so happy that I was listening to the deeper part of me instead of the part of me that just wanted relief from the things I wanted. Being meek doesn't mean we are bad. It is a different operating system that we are coming from, but it is the least fulfilling. If we shut ourselves down, if we take it as far as hurting other people and thinking no one can see us, listening to our mind never yields us inner happiness, inner stability. Suffering in vain, being submissive even to 
what we want. Like, well, that's okay if I don't do that in my lifetime. Really, really think about that because Christ turned the tables on this one. I do hope I answered your question. Being meek doesn't mean that we get everything we want on earth. It means that we haven't gotten what we want in our hearts, even though we've been deceived by what we think is right. And I know we don't know what we don't know, but we do know when we're not listening to the strongest part of ourselves. We do know when we are giving up. We do know when we can do better. So it's it's interesting, very interesting, very big mix of definitions for just this one phrase, the meat. Let me know, Eric, if we even got close. I love you guys. I will see you tomorrow. Have a great and happy Monday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.